September had been unseasonably cold when summer returned with a vengeance for one last dance. I'd been planning to host a dinner party that night for weeks, but it was as hot in Giselle's flat as it was outside. There was no such thing as air conditioning in a building that dated back 200 years, and Cocovin didn't seem quite the right choice anymore. Unsure exactly of what to replace it with, this would be my first time hosting anything in Paris. Now that I'd cultivated a few friends, it seemed like something I should do. I set off on my bike for a market Luke had mentioned near the Bastille, hoping to find inspiration for my menu along the way. I decided to take a slightly roundabout route through the Luxembourg Gardens, across the stone bridge to Pont Neuf, where I paused briefly to take in the river views. The Seine was stunning in the late summer light, with boats of tourists and perhaps even a few locals determined to seize these last sultry days. A little girl played beside her parents' blanket near the dockside, and the joy in her face, those round, rosy cheeks, reminded me of growing up. For a few months now I'd begun to feel more childlike myself, optimistic and excited, like I was aging in reverse, energetically at least. Or perhaps it was just Paris. Hopping back on my bike, I crossed over to La Rive Droite, passed the lines of people waiting for admission to the Louvre, and marveled at the glass structure before turning up through the tiny, crowded, and incredibly chic streets of the 4th arrondissement, which I had followed all the way to the Bastille. There, just as Luke said, was the most vibrant open-air market I'd visited in all my travels. Stalls for miles brimming with every color imaginable, food so fresh and delectable, there was no choice but to sample everything on offer. Immediately inspired, I picked up the ingredients for ratatouille and a simple roast chicken with potato gratin. Sometimes simple is best. Only one question remained, what to make for dessert? The idea of baking was more than I could bear in the scorching heat, but nothing frozen would make it home intact with me. That's when a man approached with an impish smile and asked me, in French of course, if I was ready for a treat. Oui, oui, I replied enthusiastically, and followed him over to an elegant little stand. Classic with a modern, metropolitan flair, it was pink, black, and white, and belonged not only to the man, who said his name was Paul, but his pastry chef and wife, Marguerite, who handed me a delectable little morsel. Small and round and light as air, it burst with flavor when I bit into it. A hybrid of souffle, meringue, and a cookie. This was a macaron, Marguerite told me. Clearly I'd found what I was looking for, once again without even looking. After he'd packed me up a perfectly appointed little box with twelve different macarons, Paul offered to tell me their flavors, but suggested that I embrace the element of surprise instead. After all, Marguerite grinned, my guests would appreciate the whimsy of a surprise. I agreed, took their advice, and hopped back on my bike, cruising past Notre-Dame this time. Returning to the flat, I was more inspired than I'd ever been. It was time to get to work. And it was definitely work, but so much fun. We were still prepping when my other guests began to arrive, but no one was bothered. They joined us in the kitchen. One of the things I'd begun to enjoy about French life, particularly as it applied to food, was ease of pace. Not rushing around gave me time to languish in my senses, and I felt like a more well-rounded person as a result. Long after dinner was done, when all the world's problems had been solved over one too many bottles of wine, a crisp rosé Luke bought because he thought I'd really enjoy it, I asked him to bring out Marguerite's little box of treasures. As everyone sampled, 
complimenting me on what no one could believe was my first ever dinner party. High praise, I'm sure, that I probably didn't quite deserve, but relished it all the same. I peered into the box and saw that he'd saved one macaron for me. Pale pink. It was rapidly becoming my signature color, even if I was no closer to a signature scent. Biting into the little treasure, I was further delighted to encounter a distinct and surprising flavor that stayed with me long after the night was finished. Rose petal. <laughs>